Hello and welcome to Now That's What I Call Radio. We are here live together once oh, yes. again. Finally. Episode 22. What happens when you're 22? You write an Adele album. That was 21, yeah, wasn't it? Was 20. But then she did 22, didn't she? No, no. Maybe it was 25. No. So, Jake, I just flexed my Adele knowledge level. <laughs> I was surprised by how many Grammys Adele won. It's like 21 and oh, then 23 and then 25. Look, he knows yeah, him. He knows him. He does know I just, him. <laughs> I think I'm really excited for the Sonic palette of like 72. <laughs> All right. It's just going to be soundscaping. Just Adele soundscaping. It's just she's, vaporwave. She's going to go full <laughs> Sufjan and just abandon everything that people like about her. Uh, so 22. What happens when you turn 22? When I was 22, I quit Twitter for the first time. Here we are. This now was like six I... months ago, probably. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I call, now, that's what I call radio, turning 22, quitting Twitter. I don't, know, I don't know if that's like a good thing. Well, what happens is when you're young, you're so like entrenched in thinking that you're right about the world that an internet platform like Twitter, where everybody's constantly hostile to each other by yelling their opinions is ideal for you. But when you mature a little bit and you grow to be 23, you start a podcast with your friends. Yeah. In uh, fairness, I still have my Twitter in the hostile workplace that it is, is some of the most fun I have on the see, internet that's every what I mean. single day. See, <laughs> and he's older than 23. Hard to yeah, I'm 25. So honestly, I guess that just means you kind of come back. Yeah, uh, It comes full circle. I told everybody I was leaving to come well, back you know a wiser we're man. Do? When yeah. now That's what I call radio turns 25. We're going to be back to Twitter. We, yep. So we're off Twitter for the yep. time being. We are not out. That, not that we ever were on it, but um, no, but for real, we're <laughs> back here. Uh, we have not been in person. There are people around this table right now that have never met each other. The, the coronavirus yep. has brought us together. It it's true. Us. And it's kick six, nine out of his house. Okay, that's the conversation I want to have. I was waiting. And also, not starting it right now. And also, six nine into his house from prison because he said, oh, "I have asthma and a record deal." And they're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, that's no, how it goes. If I recall, Takashi is scared of uh, three things now. We got God, the FBI. And the coronavirus. I, d- I don't even believe he's scared of the Rona. Six nine, such a clown. And oh. keep it real, I respect him for him that he one hundred percent levied the asthma thing into getting into house arrest. Okay, my thing is, if he was scared of the Rona, he wouldn't have like eight women kissing him at once on his music video. <laughs> that I, you know what? I've watched a lot of hip hop music videos in the day. That one made me throw up in my mouth. It a was little bit. so cringy. It was. I was done. So no, I love the cringe? song. Though the guy that has a giant six nine tattooed on his face, like he is the epitome of cringe. Cody, I, I have to reiterate, I love the song. I I've love. never heard a single song by him. I honestly don't know anything about Takashi Six it's Nine. Amazing. Aside from okay. his beef with Chief Keith, we have to we have to save Six Nine. Okay, there's there's, there's plenty to plenty is going to happen here in the next hour. That's what I know. That's all I ever know when I when I start this thing. But when was the last episode when we were together? It was probably like 15 or 16, huh? Yeah, it was a I while. wasn't even on yet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a while back. We were all so young. We were, we were so naive. Young. Damon was... Uh, yeah, it was my Damon, debut. Damon, wow. Damon was... Yep. He was still in a baby carriage. We, yeah. like, we were yeah. taking care of him. We were raising him up yeah. the best we knew how. Producers yeah. were like feeding him Flintstone gummies <laughs> in the back. <laughs> we tried. And look <laughs> Here we are. became. Now the producers love him, want us all off the show. Yep. That's, That's what true. happens when you eat your Flintstones. Mm-hmm. Yep. You grow up to be big, strong, and defeat the Nibos. Dude, we started defeated. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Album of the week. Hold up. Before we do that, Sarah Bareilles. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. No, no, no. Nothing about <laughs> her. Go home. Nothing about her. Just say the name. Sarah Bareilles. I'm good. I don't know if I should either. There has never been an artist with a better real name than Sarah Bareilles. Just say it out loud. It feels so good. Damon, say it out loud. Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It feels good. A- it's all going to be soft. Axel Rose. Yeah. I'm he just putting that out there. Axel Rose is also good. like the epitome of a rock star in the late 80s. <laughs> it's true. All right. Wait. Some at some point we should make a tier list of uh, rocker names. Oh, absolutely! Uh, all right, I'm down. Calling it here. Moving on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Album of the week. Cody was on it this week, so I'm gonna let him take it. 
So this actually was like two weeks ago that we planned this one out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we hit a time so. skip and here we are on what is today? The 13th of May. Yes. Uh, yeah. So this was 13th. actually posited to me at the end of April, but you know, <laughs> life goes on. Anyway, the album of the week is Queens of the Stone Age songs for the deaf. Uh, it's a record from 2002 it features Dave Grohl on drums, Nick Oliveri on the bass, uh, Josh Hama on rhythm guitar and vocals. And I don't know the rest of the members of the band because they have a crazy revolving lineup that has, you know, been constantly changing for ever. Uh, it's kind of this cool concept album that follows a guy leaving Los Angeles, going through the, and going through all these different towns into Joshua tree in the desert. And it's all the different radio stations that he picks up along the way. But yeah, that's, that's the album of the week. Here we are. Yeah. Uh, Logan, how bad did you hate it? Man. <laughs> we, we know you, dog. <laughs> no, nah, like, I really, I wanted to hate this album, actually, because, let, let me get there. Let I, me get I'm there. waiting, I'm waiting, just impatiently, I just want to hear. The deal, the deal is like, you can only get so close to my heart in, in 2020 if you are a relative level of obscure. So when I clicked on that Queens of the Stone Age link, knowing full well that I'd run into them eventually, seeing Ginger Elvis's smug, oh yeah, he's that's sexy exactly mug thing. on the Spotify page. <laughs> he also loves drugs and is fat. You know, it's just there's a lot of weird coincidences. <laughs> well, I respect that. Oh yeah, no, that, that's fine. I just <laughs> and then and then the two million plays on Spotify. I was like, okay, let me just gear up to find something bad about this album that I can hate on. And I honestly can only come away with one thing. Oh, I, I respect the concept nature of it. I feel like it was executed completely obnoxiously. Fair enough. Nothing ruins my enjoyment of song to song to song with those meaty riffs. God, the most perfect drum playing and production that I've maybe ever heard on an album in this genre. Um, Great varied vocal styles and all sorts of levels of talent and engagement. Uh, song structures that spanned everywhere from feeling like we were crossing the desert to tight little poppy tunes that you can just bump in the car. I, I mean, this album has so much going for it, but it it's really like... You know, I'm eating a delicious potato soup, and it turns out that what potato I thought soup? was a big yeah. potato, potato soup. The best you could come up with like, dude. delicious no, foods. No, because this, this album is core. Like potato soup. Okay. It is core. All right. Okay. All right. Nice parallel. Nice parallel. You're a wordsmith. You I, I'm not are. coming out here saying that this album is like some kind of strawberry cake or like some kind of, you know, fudge pudding. Then, you, then you're just talking about like steak and potatoes i'm saying i'm saying that guys got in a studio with a guitar some drums and some great songwriting skills and they made a good album yeah however it happens to have one piece that looks like it's potato but it's actually just like an onion that somebody forgot to cut so you eat the onion and you're like I mean, onion's good in potato soup, but it's just and, so much. And here's the irony. What is the freaking onion? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it yet. The metaphoric onion. Yeah, for oh, him. I get the metaphor, but what is it? The onion is the radio concept. You go into it and you're like, oh, this would be nice when added to the album. A little, little concept to tie it together. But there's just so much of it that just kind of and, and leaves the, a bad and taste. And that is the irony bit. for me because the thing that kept me going was the radio yeah, concept. I, <laughs> yeah. I actually have to take the counter on this like, one too. I, I love that. It. I think that's such a cool idea. I wanted more of it. I, and I, I'm not saying that facetiously. I really did want more. I was like, that's such a cool idea. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to bring the band into it, like break the fourth wall with this radio that's going on in the album. Uh, it's really the pulse, the spine that holds the album together. And um, I don't know, maybe that comes from the fact that I am a big concept album person. I thought that was cool, and I thought that it, it, it peppered in there really nice. I I'll, don't know. I'll be honest, I didn't really pick up that much on like the concept of it. I didn't know the whole driving thing. It's a real loose concept. Yeah. You'd honestly have to look it up but if you I, didn't know it. But I loved the aesthetic. Honestly, like, um, I'm a John Bellion fanboy, and he did this on a track. Just one track. It's called Adult Swim, where like he'll like be scanning through a radio and then you'll find a beat and then he'll just start rapping over it and then he'll go to another and it's just like, eh. so I thought that was a cool concept, but doing it with an entire album, I was like, 
dang, this is actually cool. I, I don't know of any other album that's done that. And so I thought it was cool. I do. They're, At Radio uh, Chaos, Yeah, maybe? Radio Chaos. Yeah. Roger Waters, actually, that's, in the 80s, mm, kind of did it. That just popped in my head while I was saying that. But still, like, it's a great concept, and I think it's a cool aesthetic. What What did you think, Damon? Pro uh, or con? Pro. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really didn't. This is the first album from this show that I've, like, multi- listened to uh, multiple times. There like, I listened to the Tennyson one, I think, twice, but, like, this one I played probably, like, five or six times. Like, I loved it. And I honestly love the radio samples in between because that pretty much just forces you to listen it to it front to back. Cause like if you're playing it on shuffle and you hit like four of those in a row, then it's just like, Oh, like it's just not enjoyable at all, I guess. So yeah, no, I really didn't have anything to say. Obviously the, Oh, what's the, what's the number one most popular oh, no song? One knows. Yeah. No, no one knows. knows. Yeah, yeah. That was guitar that was, hero, baby. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, it just, <laughs> it, yeah, that's what I was about to say. No, it took me back to guitar hero and I was like, man, I forgot how good this song is. And I didn't even realize that was Queens of the stone age, but I really don't have anything bad to say. Like I thought it was sick. That's true. I, I will sick. also say Damon. this opening track <laughs> is the, the weirdest spoken. opening the, track. Like, so that's actually not Ever. Josh Thomas singing on that. That's Nick Oliveri, the bassist. He also sings on Six Shooter, um, but he's got like that weird punk. Yeah, hold up. Vibe do do we mean like? I mean the very very first track on Spotify. Oh, you mean a song for the deaf? My my like understanding is, song. and part of what I think is interesting is this contrasts the way that like the vinyl listening experience goes with how music media is now. Because that very very first track, super weird. You'd have to like go beyond the vinyl's natural starting point to listen to it. And you'd get like that weird clipping noise that you hear the whole time. Um, Whereas on Spotify or like you view this album on YouTube or any other streaming service, there's no real hack like that to discover extra tracks. So they just slotted it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So unlike the CD itself, you have to rewind. So Uh if you rewind at like second zero, of the first song then you come into that that is so cool that is cool there's also like the mosquito song i think it's what it's called wasn't on the original release either unless you like fast forward or not fast forward but like waited around through silence to get to it yeah and i mean kohi did a similar thing with uh their third album (laughs) too so secrets i i just keep thinking about like how are we what's the way to do secret tracks now and and are we doing this albums these albums a disservice by just like here it is Here's the thing that you would have had to work for otherwise. I don't know. Something to think about, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you're on the right track with that because like, especially with things being on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, on streaming sites, you kind of have to have them listed or you have, here's your time that the song runs for, which would be a dead giveaway if you have a 10 minute song yeah. that <laughs> you're at minute three and it just stops. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like, and this isn't to bash streaming per se. I love it. Don't get me wrong. It's super convenient. But it kind of takes away from that whole, you know, working for it secrets. Like, here's stuff that you have to want to find. And yeah. it just kind of slots it in. No, absolutely. Because yeah. I didn't even know those were bonus tracks. I didn't either. I they had no used idea. to not be on the Spotify. And so, like, a month ago, I went back and listened to this record. And I was like, oh, these used to not be on here. Hmm. And now they are. That's uh, a, yeah. I think, you know, physical distribution of music, there's, there's still definitely something special to that and i like artists that actually exploit that like jack white he's really into doing that he hides songs under the label and like i have the the lazaretto vinyl in there and that that broke a lot of records because there's like two different or maybe even three no two speeds on it one one goes from the inside out the other side goes from the outside in like the whole vinyl is just like it's a puzzle that's pretty cool. So cool. Definitely think that um, there should be more of that. Well, and there's a lot streaming, of... The only way that I like know... Like, there's some artists that have kind of played around with like torrent-type mentality oh, to, yeah. to kind of preserve that Bare- in the digital sphere. Barely Alive, back in the day, they did an EP called Torrent This EP, and you could only get it through torrent sites. Sick. They didn't release it. But <laughs> in general, yeah, that's definitely something that lacks, I think, digitally. So that's cool. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that either. That's cool. But yeah. I really enjoyed the album. Um, uh, I like. I gotta admit, I'm. I'm not like a Queens of the Stone Age expert. Um, but the album is it their next album, like Clockwork. Uh, so like uh, Clockwork that's like came out 2013. Oh, 2013. Oh yeah, that's right. This is 2002. 
Uh, yeah. So okay, their next right. album after this is called Lullabies to Paralyze, which mm. is a reference to a lyric from the Mosquito song. Gotcha. Um, like Clockwork, though, I don't know. I love that album. I think I got to say different. that I personally like it better just because like, oh, man, when they get really riffy in there, it's really good. It also and- has Elton John on it, which they can't say about this record. <laughs> oh, no. And Trent Reznor on the same song. Elton John. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, a conversation to have. Isn't from it? FOB to Queens of the Stone Age. <laughs> I think this came around F-O-B. first. FOB. <laughs> we pay no mind to Fallout Boy post 2008. It's fine. I, I do, though. <laughs> I okay, aside from you. American Beauty is a great album. Sorry. American Beauty was. It was. I just think I was, you know, listening to From Under the Cork Tree and stuff when I was in middle and junior completely middle, middle school and junior high. It's the same thing. Completely understood. But, yeah. It's it's hard I to say though. Time like, and place. I, I, <laughs> I just think, and uh, this may not be a popular opinion at this table, but like metal music can be, and and I'm not saying that this is even like that heavy or whatever. Guitar driven music in general, I think, is actually really difficult to pull off. If you're, I'm talking electric oh, yeah. guitar. Electric mm-hmm. guitar music period is really hard to pull off. I think, you know, I mean, there's the classics and apparently they got away with it. But I mean, in retrospect, when you listen to it, it's definitely just dated really bad. It, it's aged poorly. A lot of it, I think. And, um, to, to write a guitar album an electric guitar album and actually have it be something that I want to listen to is really hard to do. There's something about the aesthetic details, the way that they're pulling it off though, that I, I, I like Queens of the stone age. I think they're cool guitar group there's only a few of them out there in my opinion can i can i zero in on that definition for a second so i i mean i understand all sorts of like heavier rock genres span a wide variety of things but are you talking about like classifying a guitar group as one that electric guitar period electric guitar just is at the forefront of everything else because I, i think that's a hard sound to pull off i i think very, in my opinion, very few people pull it off. Well, like, for example, like, Steve Vai, right? Have you ever heard of Steve Vai? Yeah. So, like, that is, like, completely guitar-driven, or, like, Paul Gilbert, or those no, types of like, guys. My thing about that is if it's so guitar-driven, it loses my interest. Like, I can't just listen to an electric guitar for an hour and a half. Mm. Not even just them, like, all the hair bands in the 80s, that's electric guitar-driven. What do you think about, like, those instrumental rock, math rock type bands? I, I just want to figure out like what your scope for this is because I think no, that it's there inclusive. are a myriad of great bands that have the electric guitar as their main instrument I even before vocals I sound. I struggle anything. with it though, like because that's the direction you have to take it. Almost is just pure technicality, you know, just being be amazing at the guitar because that's the front. And if you do that, uh, I, I I struggle. No, personally, I, I actually really agree with Aaron. I think that's why I'm so into like hip hop right now. It's just because. I've only listened to like, you know, Black Keys, White Stripes, Green Day or whatnot throughout like junior high and high school. And at this point, like I'll throw on Metallica or something like that. It's like the electric guitar just lost its cool to me like years ago. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't cannot know. disagree I, I can't, with this more. I, 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 I still like it, <laughs> but like it's not it's not like fresh to me anymore, yeah, I fresh, guess. Like it's not fresh. what I. Yeah, I, I guess I agree. I agree. I, I'm going to bring my uh, thought to the table on this one. I agree with the fresh thing. There's also a whole nother realm that gets introduced for me because I grew up like all I wanted when I was young was like the hardest metal I could listen to without my parents <laughs> getting mad at me. <laughs> and so um, I grew up as a metal head here in suburbia, but I grew up loving metal, like loved it. Still do in phases but my problem is oftentimes metal the problem with it and some of you are going to hate me for this but like <laughs> it it it's hard not to be corny with metal oh he said it i said yeah. it all right i'm just gonna say it there's a lot of times when it feels like if somebody were to pull your headphone out and like put it in their ear it's like cheesy yeah and that's my one problem there's some artists that transcend it a lot of like the hardcore stuff like incendiary those artists, I, I haven't listened to all of them, obviously, but usually I like the aesthetic they're going for because they're just going for this. They're just all in. Yeah, kitchen sink, just like, we're just gonna going to vomit. In. But then people that are noise. like, people that are like, 
oh, this riff is so heavy and cool. Like, I just, I <laughs> yeah, feel like cheesy a, a when break, I'm listening to a it. A breakdown is a very hard thing to pull off, actually. You actually pull it actually, off. Actually. And not actually. make it feel cheesy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of breakdowns in my time, and I think I might actually kind of agree with that statement. It's like, <laughs> it's something that, like with hardcore specifically right now, there's such a tinge of like metalcore of what would have happened in like the early 2000s bands like As I Lay Dying. And my friend got mad at me for saying that last night, but I was like, no go back and listen to some of those songs you're doing the same kind of like i, I call them panic chords but like i think that's <laughs> panic chords uh, love it. Yeah, oh, i don't the know alarm-y what the term, yeah, the, i call yeah. it yeah either panic chords or alarm clock riffs and I, it's just very boring to me i don't care anymore in 2015 i would have loved that kind of thing and i did for <laughs> yeah. a while but i was like now every band is doing this mm. it's not as fun anymore and i think that goes back to what you were saying about it being fresh if every band's doing it, then suddenly I only want to hear the bands that are doing it the best. Mm, if yeah. you show me something else and it's some C t- like C tier band, then I don't care anymore. Mm, yeah. I think yeah. that's why like mm-hmm. only a few bands are only like making it like legendary status, I guess. Cause like there's so many other rock bands, but because there are so many, like how many of them are better than Led Zeppelin or any of like the outstanding bands? Like obviously it's all like subject to opinion, but like, for the most part, like as far as like technicality and skill and like, you know, charm, how many compared to the charm. best of the best, you know, that's the one, but charm, no, charm's the one. I, I wanted to, I wanted to just wrap this back to the album real quick because on top of what I said about, and, and I need to flesh that out more. We need to talk more about that. But, um, I thought that this album did great with the guitar. Exactly. I legitimately loved yeah. the guitar work. They on this pull album. it off. And I, I, I'm, I like while I was listening to it, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be sitting there and I'm going to, I, I, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to tell them that I think guitar driven music, electric guitar driven music can kind of be old. I'm going to say that, but I don't feel that way listening to this album and I don't know exactly what it is. I think also when you think about what was happening in 2002 in rock music, you've got bands that are huge, like Limp Bizkit. It's a definitely just, it's a different approach to how they play their guitars. Mm -hmm. And I mean, still to this day, I can't think of anybody that plays that's popular that has that much fuzz in what Mm. they're doing. It's just, it's still kind of a fresh approach, even if it does feel kind of dated or whatever for production value. It's got a very different approach. Like you're not going to find someone on top 40 radio or rock radio that plays major songs that's playing that sound. Who is the guitarist? Because I I mean, I do, I see parallels in the actual instrumentation to kind of, it's like Jack White's garage rock approach, but it's a little bit more put together. So I can't think of the other guitarist name, but Josh Hama is the guy who does most of the vocals on the record. He also plays guitar. And it's kind of his band. He's like the one consistent member. Gotcha. Because that's what it sounds like. It's like slightly better produced garage rock. And maybe that's why I like it. Because I just like things that come out of the garage for sure. (laughs) Well, and like if you listen to the bands that he was in before that, like uh, CJ brought this up a couple weeks ago, I think. It was either him or Jovan. I don't remember. But they were mentioning Caius and Desert Sessions. That's Josh Hama's thing is desert sessions and uh, he was the guitarist of caius and it's kind of an evolution of that sound where it's not as uh, there's not as much feedback in it because if you listen to something like caius's welcome to sky valley it's so loud in just the amount of guitar that is happening mm. and most of it's just feedback it's yeah. or not it's, feedback it's, but it's like great. distortion on the guitar itself uh-huh no i've I thought that the production was awesome. Honestly, it surprised me. I kind of was expecting, I'm not going to lie, I just judged the book by its cover just because of Guitar Hero. I was expecting some <laughs> boomer rock album, and it w- it surprised me. Like, legit surprised me. Like, when I finished it for the first time, I was like, that was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Right, yeah. Logan, do you have any uh, final words of defense? Because we kind of uh, rolled you, <laughs> and yeah. I'm so grateful that we did. You guys are... <laughs> You're correct in a lot of ways, but I think the the paradigm that you're kind of tunnel visioning towards is this <laughs> idea of the guitar as cool. Like if you cool. if you think of the Guitar's guitar cool. as something that's supposed to be cool and hip and all that, then yeah, that kind of did die out. And I get where you're coming from. Like not all breakdowns are pulled off. A lot of metal music Here's is question, cheesy. You know, like Beavis and Butthead. What is the joke of Beavis and Butthead? I have no idea. Is that 
the guitar is cool. It's cool. That's cool. <laughs> the, the, it, they're just these zit faces watching guitar. But at the That's root cool. of that joke, at the root of that joke is exactly what we're talking about, though. The fact that you can hear like and be like, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I think that's paradigmatic because I think the electric guitar, it, at least it's been around long enough and was cheap enough and to be able to be grabbed by so many different people that we're pushing the limits of the types of feelings and emotions that an electric guitar can give you. Like, you're not going to get cool from shoegaze, but that's really cool. You're not going to get cool from like... I don't know, Midwest emo, yeah, no, but you've fair. heard Point. some of the guitar work in Midwest yeah, oh, emo. Yeah. Those guys are just as nuts as the old rockers. Yeah. And I mean, think about American football at this point in time, how like emblematic of a scene that first song is on their first album. I <laughs> couldn't tell you what it's called, but I can, I know the guitar. Whenever Logan hears Lick. American football, a tear trickles <laughs> down his cheek. That may be true, but <laughs> I retain my honor and, and I, and I insist that even if the guitar can't be cool in a straightforward manner, you can still listen to guitar music today and all the crazy cool stuff that it's doing. The sincerity of metal. That's what I think. You can see those kids screaming their heart out, doing the alarm clock riffs. They, they're so into it. I think sincerity is the new see, cool. You know what? I love this point, actually. And that's why I was trying to say kind of like the hardcore scene, like those people, that is the people. You know what I'm saying? Like they are fully invested. It's it, and I feel the same way against like about like a Rage Against the Machine. I don't feel like Rage Against the Machine is corny because it was them. Like they went all in. It was De La Roca's soul. You know what I'm saying? And so I love that point, and I agree. You did kind of open my mind when you were talking about Midwest emo because that's the last genre that really like sucked me in, and I respect that I found recently. And it is very much guitar based, so. as, op- as opposed to emo okay, trap, which you wait, don't respect but are hold. still into. Okay, it might be <laughs> yes. about. It might include and in feature me. feature guitar, but like Midwest Midwest emo, is it really about the guitar? Yes. Though? Yeah, I, it, I feel like it, it I mean, there's definitely like I, I, I think, think it's the kind vocal of a 50-50 focus because like the lyrics are what makes Midwest emo it, itself. Emo. If, Emo. If you can understand the lyrics, if you can understand the lyrics, sure. I don't really know that much about the genre. It's never pulled. No, me but in, it's but. true. I, I do think there is a big split between the guitar and the vocals. But, but then there there are those bands that still just brute force their way through. Like I do think Slipknot pulls it off. Just brute force. Love them. You know. But Kate, I love. I actually really do like Slipknot, specifically Volume Three. That's my favorite album. <laughs> but I'm just gonna say it. Even though I legitimately like Slipknot, when I listen to them, I still feel corny. <laughs> it's definitely corny. And, and that's the problem. You feel, corny, is, listen- corny. Yeah. you feel corny listening to a nine-member masked metal band. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might be onto something with that. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> uh, no, uh, yeah. in short, it's good. I really like this album. I'm going to say that I'm not so much a um like electric guitar listening person but i really enjoyed this album definitely give it a spin it's got some cool production aesthetic details and and instrumentation like the very talented pretty good stuff see what we got down here i don't i don't i actually don't completely know i know that number one is album he's faking it every time yeah no i really don't i know that okay i think number five might be don't, don't wait don't tell us don't tell us or else we might remember you're a sellout that's it you know the case closed great times sellout of the week um who are you like as as <laughs> as um the laziest music nerds um that's us sellout's a bit of a struggle but uh i i think it's pretty apparent and it's the conversation i've really been waiting to have here tonight that Takashi definitely <laughs> sold out. Did he sell out now or was it when oh. he like first snitched out his entire game? <laughs> Cause I feel like there's a, there's a point in time when you do that, you've become a sellout. Well, I, I think, I think him making the statement that there are fears about the coronavirus is that's beyond. That that's, is absolutely that's, beyond. That's the moment when you thought Takashi that, was a sellout. <laughs> that's the moment when Hold it on. went. Let's, <laughs> that <laughs> i think that's the moment when i went this man's incredible 
Legit, that is such bull crap. Did did he film this music video like post? He had to have, because there's literally in hip hop. It's cool to be scared of the coronavirus. No, it's not. (laughs) I don't think it's. I. I. Yeah, especially not in hip hop. Especially when you like (laughs) act like he does. I've been like a what is it like a five nine blood or whatever he is or was I but I mean like I feel like there's worse things you should be afraid of when you've snitched out your entire gang yeah than coronavirus lest we forget you can go on Spotify and listen to my voice saying it weeks ago I said when he got out he was gonna go again and Logan was like no 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 it's too dangerous he'll get killed and I was like he's doing it you were right he tasted it and he can't let go now See, but I'm glad you were right, because that song that he returned with is a smasher. It's excellent. <laughs> it's so good. And, and like, I, I don't have a deep knowledge of many things, but a long, long time ago, Zilla Kami, the, basically the only talented guy to ever be associated with 6 9 and his old ghostwriter said, went back when he cut ties with him and decided to form City Morgue. Daniel is a guy that would do anything to get famous. Daniel is a guy who would do anything to have eyes on him. And Zillikami then went on to say, artistry doesn't matter. What I'm doing doesn't matter. What my partners, what my production team doesn't matter. Because the thing that will get you to the top is that willingness to do anything to get on there and stay there. I think he has it. I think Takashi has it. You yeah. think he actually has you, it? You think that there's like, that mentality opens up to uh, you're completely contradicting yourself with Oliver Tree, my friend. Well, because Oliver Tree <laughs> does anything possible, he right? But yet you yeah. respect it when Takashi does it. But then Oliver Tree is a no no. Here he is. I, huh? I, su- I suppose I respect Takashi's um, just the obviousness of it more. Like I Oliver think, Tree is very, very obvious. Well, okay. Oliver Tree has kind of like that. I'm a weird kid who doesn't fit in. Appeal. Whereas Takashi is literally a modern clown. Like <laughs> you go to the internet, the circus, and you see Takashi. That is a clown. <laughs> you see Oliver Tree. There might be some kids that think he's so cool. I want to be like are him. You, are you saying nobody all- <laughs> sees Takashi and says, I want to be like him. He a, is a literal clown. I have to disagree. There's kids I met in New York that legitimately was debating getting the six, nine on his forehead. Cause he loved Takashi. That's pretty sweet. Actually. <laughs> Don't do that. It will ruin your life. But <laughs> Well, no, I mean, these modern rappers honestly have like a loyal fan base. Like me and one of my buddies, have you, there's the term called on jaw. Where like yeah. you know, oh, like, no. <laughs> like oh, we're and bringing we, X into and this we, conversation. Well, He's dead me and him, him, me and him, just say it so ironically. Like, how many people are out there like saying Anja like unironically? Just like, yeah, we need to like, yeah, like higher than or on the level of God, like as a promise is Anja. And one of my friends was like hanging out with these like skater kids that he met. He's like, dude, yeah, people that say Anja unironically are like the worst people and like all these skaters like turned and looked and they're like we say that all the time like it's just a they're like yeah it's just something we like say to remember him and like kind of pay tribute to him like straight face said that i'm like oh my gosh like that's the kind of thing is like you know takashi is a clown but you know even clowns have fans (laughs) i mean i mean i'm a fan but i keep a degree of separation between you do but you know (laughs) yeah no he's staying right about that you do right i have a real complex with this very thing because for me it, it specifically shows when people become angry because i i don't register it initially as true anger i'm like 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 when somebody really cracks and becomes angry it's only happened in my life probably probably like i could count it on my hand that i've seen people actually like publicly just crack and and it it almost feels like they're doing something funny but then you realize that that it's not it's real and maybe that's more what takashi is and i think you just are in that complex mode where you still think it's funny what he's doing but i think he really is i think he's 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 pretty sincere about what he does well, and I, I think he does have followers. I don't have any problem if Takashi because because there's a difference between saying um I need to stand out 
dyeing my hair a rainbow color and tattooing six nine on my forehead is going to make me stand out. So now that's a part of who I am. Like it, I'm not calling him saying like that. Those tattoos, that hair isn't you. It's clearly him. It's just those are representations of his unending hunger for popularity. It's not that he doesn't want to have the 6ix9ine the rainbow hair. Because as we cleared up many months ago, and I'm sure Cody is aware, that guy could get tattoo removal, cut his hair, and just blend back into society. He doesn't do that, A, because of the money, and B, because... He likes it, like Jake said. So, I don't even think it's fake. I don't think it's fake that he has all these things about him. I think that's just who he is. I think he has a point, because, I mean, you do all that flashy stuff, especially when you want to be popular, it's going to get you there, because it's going to stand you out from like your average person. Like, obviously, just hypothetically, if he sat down with us right now, there's going to be a very big difference between him and the five of us. And I, it's, you know, let's I, it's get him here. Let's verify yeah, next week. Put us let's all in a line. Put us all in a line and ask who's going to be famous. They're going to point yeah. to the guy with the rainbow hair and the face tattoos. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not famous. I, I don't, maybe. I don't infamous? Know. Infamous. I'll take any. Let's word. go infamous. <laughs> and, and so, like, I think that's one of the big reasons why he's managed to cut ties with so many people is because he's just all about being on top. And and the snitching thing, like now he's even milking that. One of the lines in his new song is, uh, "How did I rat to the cops and come home to a big bag?" Yeah, basically boasting. So yeah, and boasting so that goofy. he snitched. A rapper boasted that he snitched. What year is it? Twenty twenty. Yeah, maybe and, and that's why. In the music video, his face literally becomes a rat when, at that part. Yes, and, and like I, I'm sure you guys, D- Damon, did you hear like Snoop Dogg's? I, he was like no he was like don't <laughs> make snoop dog mad <laughs> snoop, snoop dog basically said like don't don't feed this rat don't give him attention mm. and uh he's getting attention he just broke the hip-hop record on youtube i mean he beat eminem <laughs> which which i also wanted to talk about but not cut off damon like i was about oh, to well do. no i i'm just gonna like this is just the elephant in the room for me about this discussion just like if you're outrageous it proves to work just like donald trump like he is outrageous and he didn't have to spend advertising like any money on advertising up until like two months before the election. And he won. It's like, if you let people bad or good attention, you know, like it'll get you success. You know, mm-hmm. any kind of attention is good attention. Depending if on, you're yeah, like the definition you know, of you'll get attention. It's is, either. Yeah. Is, hate is or true. whatever. Like as long as people are talking about you, like that's at the end, like, and and a good thing. And, and this is my career. question. But no, 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 Furthermore, don't even dare. I have a question. He was, he was in the queue next. Ooh. I'm just putting it out there. Here's the deal. I have a very important thing to say. Here's here's why Damon is absolutely 100 percent correct. Eminem comes in. He works with Lyrical Lemonade, the number one music video guy in the scene right now. Right? He features Juice World, who was recently deceased. Eminem has every reason to have the number one music video on YouTube. Don't forget he, Mike Tyson. Well, right. He brings real hip hop. Who cares? Back. He's gonna show YouTube Rewind 2018. He's gonna show all of these kids how real rap works, and he enjoys his spot at the top with Godzilla being like Haha, these mumble rap- mumble rappers. Look, I look down upon you. And then Takashi, a literal rat with rainbow hair, comes soaring above this dedicated, talented lyricist. Nothing matters anymore. Nothing matters except your ability to gain and hold people's attention. Okay, okay. and here's where I step in, and I have a very, very important question. For how long? For how long? Because you said, you said, get and hold on to. You said, where was the attention when he was in prison? Aside from hear it now, that's what I call radio. Why did it all come back three years later? Yeah, it's because, I mean, it's because he did something pretty special there. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like five years from now, do we care about Takashi? I highly doubt it. No. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, you know, I, I have to go tortoise in the hair on this. You know, he is, he's not a clown. He is the hair man. And he's just going, but it's, it's not sustainable. Clearly not. 
And and I think it's kind of sad if if you think that you're going to cr- cram a full lifetime into. Well, yeah, just think of how many like outrageous punk like punk acts back in the day, like how outrageous they were, like the Mohawks and stuff. But like nowadays, like who wants to be a punk? Like no yeah. one. Like it's cool to have a six nine tattoo on your forehead now, but like in ten years, it's gonna be like why? <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you were to have a mohawk now, it's just like dude, that's that's old. <laughs> that's good. I don't know. And just, the fact that he has dedicated, like he is full send his very life, full send on this. It's just like I mean, I think you know a lifespan. I mean, what's how long does the average male live? Like seventy eight years, and he's gonna just—I don't know how long that he's kind only, of what, mentality. Like twenty three. I don't know how long it lasts. Nah, he's like twenty five now. Is he really? Yeah. I yeah, I don't. I remember he was him. like, uh, like I thought he was the same age as me, but he's slightly interesting older. parallel. And actually, that I'm gonna bring that right into uh, music philosophy. Okay. Oh, because you know which number it is, right? Music. I told you. Shut up, guys. I think he should have to blind fire. <laughs> I try, I try, I try to bring guests in and have them do it. Okay, music philosophy. Something I've been thinking about, and it relates with this beautifully. Um, And sadly, I mean, it's it's it. it, This gets a little real, just a little real. So bear with me. Uh, you know, we 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 have like the boomer rockers that are still touring the world, and they continue to tour the world until we don't want them to anymore. (laughs) Kiss. Def Leppard. And then they keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Kiss. So we, we got this going on. Interesting, though. A lot of big 90s artists. I mean, we've seen a few of them, a few of them commit suicide. It's because I, I think it's the beginning of that just extreme personality. You know what I mean? That, w- that, that was coming out and, and was popular at that time. And um, it, going into the 2000s and now 2010s, are these people that we're watching right now do you think that, that they're gonna live to be Def Leppard and Kiss you know what I mean are we are they gonna tour until we don't want them to tour anymore or or, or or are they even gonna be around is my question because the lifestyle they're living and right now we're already seeing it a lot of the rappers that climb really quickly the, the, quite a few of them have died right at the peak of their career right now and and so I, I just I look at it and I'm like what does the future of what we're listening to right now look like? And do we want what we're listening right now to have a future? Maybe that's even the better question, underlying question there. Am I, am I taking point? Yeah, yeah, you All go right. ahead and you're, start you're it. On jaw. So, <laughs> you were the one that was red in the face defending right now culture. So we, also, we also said on jaw all the time like last year. Good. Was thing. <laughs> but it was ironically. No, it's, Although it's I really do, funny to say. <laughs> I do like X. Like I, I, I maybe don't. not as a person, <laughs> but I He's think like artistically he did some he did some interesting things. Uh okay. It's really sad to see so many artists on life support. And I mean that in like the boomer rock ways. Like I, I spent my whole twenties, my thirties, my forties. Um, digging, digging this path for myself. And now I'm going to tour until I die because my label says so. Or if you're in a lucky position, like I think some KISS members are now, you own your own music and this is just how you make a living now. Um, for the most part, I won't begrudge people for doing what they want to do. And if there's a market to receive it, then I'm, I'm certainly all for it. However, in terms of the mainstream and all that, uh, I don't care. How quickly we chew you up and spit you out. I legitimately don't. If you're in there, if the average lifespan of a popular rapper, group, name, whatever, right now is about two years, good. You should get in and get out. This is, we consume media at such a fast rate right now that I think trying to push yourself beyond that is attempting the impossible and definitely stretching yourself in order to make it happen. I don't think it's impossible. Unless we, as a culture, believe it is. I I don't think it's impossible entirely either. But I also don't think that the top of the music industry is a healthy place to stay for pretty much anybody. And we've seen a lot of people get real sad on that top level for a while. I, for one, really like underground music. I like a lot of people that never make it. I like a lot of people that semi-make it. Drake and 6ix9ine. Well, but I I also like Drake and 6ix9ine, right? But if Drake falls off the map... 
I'm not going to care about him less, right? Because the thing that I like about Drake is not his popularity, it's his songs. And a lot of people come to music, and I absolutely only sort of begrudge them for this, for the trendiness of it. Some people legitimately like just being part of a conversation that their friends also happen to be a part of the conversation on. That's why I think the Marvel movies are so popular, despite barely any of them being worth talking about. <laughs> There's, yep. I, I really think <laughs> nice. that your, your, time, <laughs> your time in the spotlight should be as brief and limited as possible especially if you're at that very top place because all we've seen it do over time is just damage okay, people here's my the quip. longer they can stay there. Can you do that? Can you go in and out? Can you experience that and you then come out the other can. side and be normal? Who? Plenty of people do. Like? Trent Reznor. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> Lucas Graham. Lucas Graham. Lil Ugly Mane is off the map right now. He seems to be doing fine. Shout out to Lil Ugly Mane. <laughs> Shout out to Lil Ugly Mane. I cannot bring him up. I bring him up like every episode. There's uh, Carly Rae Jepsen. She basically like stole number one, went back, made some great albums. People love her. And now she just has a dedicated fan base and doesn't have to murder herself over people touring she, schedules. I don't know. She, <laughs> I think that's just because people like aren't, so there's a difference between Carly Rae Jepsen fans and Rolling Stones fans, you know, like she doesn't have a choice to tour for the rest of her life. You know, she had that one song that 50% of people hated. And the last time she was in Utah, I think she like performed at the depot, mm-hmm. like a small venue, Good. You know, a number one billboard artist. But, you know, like, does she, ha- I don't think she had a choice. Like, would she have gone to USANA if she could have probably, but <laughs> Does anybody I, care about her as much? You in, know? in Carly's choice, I think almost definitely yes. Like, there's there's enough analysis out there about how she approached producing Call Me Maybe versus how she now approaches her new albums that I think it's pretty clear that she's happy not being the zeitgeist. Yeah. And, and she has a ton of clout in the slightly more underground pop scene right now. Because people like the way that she pulled back and started focusing more on the the underground pop scene. Yeah, I guess the underground popular music. Yeah, <laughs> that is possible. Let oh, me be it, clear. It's absolutely. If possible. you if you find a killer like underground pop record, I treat that stuff like gold because it's it's catchy and it's perfect and it's pop, but nobody knows it. Mm. So no, but my little secret. Actually, no. To uh, like to agree with you, like because Lady Gaga is in like the same boat. You know, she yeah, you know had poker face and all the like crappy songs whoa, whoa, from whoa. what the, <laughs> the, lady gaga is really good no yeah no but le, let me let me finish so she <laughs> she made all those like just like kind of i guess generic you know just going for the number one spot and now she's doing like jazz records with tony bennett and you know just like she's mellowed out and she's focused a lot more on the songwriting yeah. but she still has you know the most popular show in vegas right now or on non-corona season so So does that have to like go back to like the idea of like the viability of what you can do because if you you know rise to the top and then you kind of fall back and you find your niche does it just kind of speak to the viability of some artists to like do something outside of what they are immediately known for yeah Yeah. and we've kind of talked about that before because we talked about this from the perspective of tiktok where is it okay to sell yourself out on TikTok and then have a real career after. <laughs> which, which, by the way, I think it's barely possible to sell yourself out on TikTok. The, the difference between the artist who's trying to become a TikTok meme and the artist who is just putting out good music is like completely negligible in terms of popularity. Regardless, this was the perspective that we were talking about. We, like That's the angle we were coming from with that same idea. Uh, and fine. I, I, I like my, one of my very favorite artists, Damon Albarn definitely did that. Blur was a big time English sellout, made him loads of money. And now he's just like everybody's dad in music and he just writes good stuff and he's awesome. <laughs> everybody's dad. <laughs> Perfect. But, um, so, okay, fair enough that you can have that approach, but I don't believe that like a person like Takashi is going to have an after run because here's why there is absolutely no sincerity in the actual art of music in it it's 100 100 i am going to make it to the top with my rainbow mane 
and that's how we're going to do things. Kate, and actually, that, doesn't, that doesn't work after the fact. Yo, to go on to that, actually, Kate just commented, and, and she has a good point. She said, is stepping back the same as falling back? And I think that there are people who, yes, have intentionally stepped back, like Lady Gaga, but like, I don't see Takashi like stepping back. Oh, okay, <laughs> let me follow it up with this. Drake and Josh. Drake Bell. Okay. <laughs> go on. Takashi to Drake and Josh. Once upon go. a time, Drake Bell, legend, tweeted, so Drake and Josh is over. I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I can retire at 25 if I want. Depending on his lifestyle. Sure. If you live sure. that lifestyle, no, you no, you can't, man. Yeah, but that's- If you live like me, then you can- you know what I mean? That's, sure. That's what kind of what we were talking about, though, is like this dude has tasted that life and I can just tell. I mean, coming out of prison right after ratting, dude, this dude's life is on the line for it. There's no way he's just going to be like, I'm just going to choose to passively retire. <laughs> There's no way in heck he's going to do that. And that's fair in his case. But like, it's not just him, though. It's not just him. It's like. That is the that that is modern. That's what I see as being the modern. It's got uh, a lot of momentum, but it 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 comes from the underground. But like that's street music now that that rises to popularity, and it's it's not just him. You know, it's like these people from the streets who start out doing something like that, and then they rise up. It is it, he's not the first to do it. There's there's several like a lot of the modern rappers look and feel they're not as crazy like i think six nine does have you it know kind of wins the, right he's now. the yeah. pinnacle but his his archetype isn't unique and i and i think all of those rappers are going to just kind of it's going to be interesting i don't know but apparently we don't care like hearing you say you don't care about it and i actually kind of like your your thing about if if it was a planned revolving door like i'm going to go in there i'm going to do my time and then i'm going to be out and i'm going to continue to do what i want to do based on everything i learned if it was kind of like that i think i'd be more okay with it but i don't think some of these people have that in their head going into it i think it's just full send and it's not sustainable have you seen the movie that thing you do you know the one with tom hanks no okay all right homework (laughs) assignments (laughs) all right that that one is about the music industry and it does basically analyze like the different expectations people have going into the music industry and what it takes of them to come out. I think the takeaway, at least as it goes to your point, is uh, Takashi isn't really in charge of his career anymore. His managers are. And so as an individual, you can choose to continue playing that game. And then it's just people with marketing degrees versus the market itself. Or you can pull out at any time. No, Hypothetically. Takashi yeah. can. Hypothetically, you can. Yeah. Well, I think that speaks back to like the viability of the lifestyle. Like what I was bringing up, like he is intentionally shot to stardom, done a bunch of stupid stuff, and wants to stay at that level. And that, you know, he can't. Like inevitably, like <laughs> yeah. doing the things that he has done or is doing, it's going to catch up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's wise. wise. Cody, Cody's wise. I don't know about that. <laughs> Sometimes I just have things to say. All right, I'm going to drop to Bops because I think we did cover some good news. Sadly, we're going to miss all of uh, all the good things I had to say about Matt Bellamy starting his, his music career away from Muse and all the Zoom music videos that people are making. It's, it's, it's really great. I mean, I love watching Zoom music videos. I would love to see like an actual Zoom music video where their only audio is each other through the headphones. So like one, two... Three. My vote. Four. <laughs> My vote is forget Zoom the app and let's just like get Zoom the TV show from PBS back back All right. alive. All right. All right. I'm in. It, it, it's Bop of the Week. There which was means, one with a dog. Which means uh, what was that PBS show with, with the dog? Ruff Ruffman? Fetch. Yes. Fetch with Fetch Ruff, with Ruff, 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 Ruff Ruffman. Yes, that sir. is top priority to talk about. Is that the, is sorry. That, Cyber Chase. Is that the dog that ate the alphabet soup? No, that's uh, Martha Speaks. Uh, yeah, Martha Speaks. <laughs> Frick yeah. <laughs> there it is. Okay, all right. You're up. Okay, so um, we're going to a, a little bit of a uh, throwback. Hecra is going to 
make it again onto the playlist off the same EP. I've returned recently. I hope this isn't the song that you chose back in the day, but if it is, it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, this song camp, I'm going to screw it up, but it's called camp Algon queen camp. Algonquin? Algonquin? Yeah. Maybe that. A-L-G-O-N-Q-I-N? Yeah. Yeah, Algonquin. Oh, ah, wow. Nice. Thank you. And hey. you were the one saying you weren't very he wise. spelled huh? it and then said the word. It's yeah. just like a spelling bee. Okay, so... It's just trained into me at this point. I- <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, fantastic song. It The lyrics are great. It's got this vocal line that's just like unforgettable. And the production, I mean, Midwest emo, just very nasty production. But it still is like coherent like listening to it in my car with my sound system like the kick drum hits really hard and i've just been listening to that song all week and it's about it's about poing ghosts he literally just sings about all the ghosts that he's pissed off so <laughs> it's it's pretty funny <laughs> so anyways that's great, good it's a great track sweet we my, know they, all right, yeah, let's go around the circle all democracy right. rules once again okay so I guess I technically have two just because the first one isn't on Spotify, but I still want to recommend it. Oh, flex. So, flex. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but is. so I uh, was just watching some MT- MTV Unplugged and I watched the one with uh, Tribe Called Quest and De La Soul and uh, LL Cool J. And I Ice seriously, or is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I can't believe I six bought that. Nine. Okay. Uh, yeah, <laughs> six cube. nines there. No, but uh, so. No, I seriously, like, whenever I was in my car, like, I pulled up the 20-minute long video and, like, skipped to the end because De La Soul finished, finishes the set. And the acoustic version of Ring, 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 which can't be found on Spotify because they got sued, is seriously so good. Like, if you have time, just listen to that whole Unplugged. It's Great amazing. Not yeah, cut in, but... P- port it over Spotify local files. Put it on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I know. But, uh, no, other than that, I... Uh, Went down the rabbit hole of music rating websites like Pitchfork and Rate, rate Your Music. music. Mm. Yeah, and I... Uh, you did rate your music? I I looked at the top of all time, you know. Isn't that OK Computer? OK Computer, then Kid A is one and two. Wow. You gotta go top of all time Sad by Europeans. some obscure genre. <laughs> That's I, the way. No, I, I just went like of albums in general, but I think the highest ranking hip hop album was Mad Villainy. And I was like, I actually wow. haven't listened to that yet. And I listened to the whole thing and yeah uh accordion off of that uh album is the bop that's on spotify this week boom nice bop that's on spotify honestly if you're not as terrified of boomer rock as i am going down the rate your music top 200 might be a pretty good way to just get a real solid body of music yeah no there are so many artists where i'm like i know i should be listening to them but i just haven't and then i listen to the like best albums of them Mm -hmm. and yeah, great. Yeah, I I cool still website. feel guilty about knowing only two <laughs> oh Pink gosh. Floyd albums. You have a disciple. <laughs> you have a. Yeah. <laughs> oh jeez, I'd have to bring Damon over, convinced on so many things at this point, though. Yeah, he's my arch nemesis, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I via not rate your music, but by just some random YouTuber making it up, have discovered a new genre. Oh. It's a genre that I've been listening to a while, but now it has a name, mm. and I'm ready. I'm ready to bring it tonight. The genre is called Surge Hex. Oh boy, Surge Hex. All right, Surge Hex. <laughs> and its aesthetics are like Neopets, bad clip art, <laughs> absolutely terrible audio mastering, uh, and mixtapes that last only twelve minutes long. So it's like if cutesy black metal. If if Cli- Clippy from um uh Microsoft, Microsoft. Word ninety eight had a band. If Clippy from Microsoft <laughs> Word ninety eight had anime girl eyes and long flowing blue hair, and you pasted like a bunch of vampires from two thousand from True Blood in the background, you'd have what Surge Hex is, and I'm, I'm it's rap. <laughs> and it's rap. It's rap music. Surge Hex. So basically on Spotify. No, the oh, the okay. best way, <laughs> the best way I could think to describe it is take like those terrible like video game rap mixtapes that people made back then, run them through a bit crusher, run that bit crusher through a radio, and then 
play Neopets at the same time <laughs> while feeding your Tamagotchi. And, and that's this genre. And yet you can't stand J- Daniel Johnston. No, not at all. <laughs> but like... This genre is incredible. You can barely tell what's going on beyond all the digital fuzz most of the time. And the song is uh, Medusa Blood by High Dash C the Rapper. Not to be confused with High Dash C the Rapper from the 90s, because this is a different High Dash C who frequently raps with Diamonds on my D and Cartier God, who also worked with Blady, who I'm up. Anyway, the network goes <laughs> large and wide, but if you're in for a sampling of feeling like you're playing a PS2 game while simultaneously high on several pharmaceutical substances... <laughs> How do you know what that's like? I just... Use my imagination. Amazing. <laughs> Respect. That is Surge But Hacks. this is Bop of the Week on Spotify. <laughs> Next time. Next time. Medusa Blood will bail you out this time. Okay. <laughs> it was cool. It was cool, Logan. That, that was, was really a, cool. It was a great Surge explanation. That's cool. And I love that that passion is back in this basement. <laughs> There's only one compilation out on YouTube. Wow. There's only, as far as I can tell, it's just one two hour, 10 minute mix by one guy who releases like all the big Search Hex albums. Okay. <laughs> all the big ask, ones. How did you find this? Because uh, that is so obscure. Here, yeah. here's, here's how we go um, mainstream auto tune rap, weirdo Swedish boy auto tune rap, Blady. Blady worked with Cartier God that one time. And then I looked up an essential deep internet playlist that says High C. And I was like, <gasps> all right, fair thing. enough. There it is. There's that the web. You too. You too could find Surge Hex. If you're. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you too could be like Logan. You could. <laughs> if, if, if you eventually come around to the opinion that Space Ghost Perp might have been more talented than Lil Ugly Mane. All right. Ooh. Cody. I'm going to bail out Logan because I had a choice for the last two weeks and then something came out today that ruined my choice. Wow. So <laughs> the day. initial bailout is a uh, song called Desert Cruiser by this band from Sweden called Truck Fighters. It's basically if you like just put as much fuzz as you possibly can on a song and just it just sounds like driving through the desert. I mean, Obviously, with the name Desert Cruiser, it makes sense. Perfect. But that was going to be my choice for the last two weeks. And then today, sorry, I have to keep looking at my phone because this song just came out today and I'm bad at remembering names. But one of my favorite bands of all time is a punk band from Richmond, Virginia called Strike Anywhere. They have not released an album since I was in ninth grade. And out of the blue today, they're like, here's two new songs. We're releasing an EP next month. Like, Yo. Oh, yeah. All right. Nice. So. The song that I'm throwing on there is called Dress the Wounds. It's just a really like just back to being political like punk song. And it's something that like even though they've gone on and done other bands since then, like they were inactive. I think they were just on hiatus. I members were in like Senses Fail and stuff like that. But uh, they just kind of like came back out of the blue today. But yeah, Dress Your Wounds or Dress the Wounds. Excuse me. It's just I've been listening to it all day Yo, like, I'm, since I woke up this morning. I'm hitting that for sure. It's definitely not like heavy it's much more melodic and you know easier to get into but if yeah. cody was listening to a song all day you better spin it once you better spin it at it's least only once. like <laughs> two minutes and change too so it's a good. punk song so I mean, it runs like a punk song good nice <laughs> i songs that are short are way better than songs that's long you can just play that guitar forever you can just repeat the chorus again a minute 30 second to two minute song is focused yep mm-hmm. and, and high power we're different people, Logan. <laughs> you don't agree with that? No, I do. In and don't though, because on the it's like mediocrity with that concept. I'm with you. If you're repeating your chorus or your verse, I'm with you. But there is a such thing as, and I'm not talking about like prog metal because I'm actually really done with that. But you're like, talking about <laughs> you're talking about I'm car talking, seat headrest. I'm, I'm is ta- what you're yeah, talking like, about. like car seat headrest. Like they wrote this long th- it's there these are intertwined themes that legitimately can carry themselves for 13 minutes that's okay with me okay okay all right it's clear it's clear when when logan concedes with an okay <laughs> okay <laughs> hey, all right, all right. I, I posted both a deaf heaven song that was 10 minutes long and a f- um futurist song that was like 12 minutes so fair i'm enough. one to talk fair enough uh bop of the week i'm still on that strokes album that that it is so freaking good. I might have to listen, listen to it, to it at this yeah, point, I've, despite my beef with it that so Anthony Fantano liked it. Why are after trashing it? He trashes it for ten minutes and he's like, "It's an eight. 
<laughs> You're like, Anthony Fantano, what are you doing? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. Why are Sundays so depressing? It's a, it, what? that song is a dance song. What a title. That is like, oh yeah, I can dance to that song and not feel at all self-conscious. You know, cause like dancing is a very personal thing and, 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 uh, only certain types of music can like pull it out of you naturally. That song. Oh yeah. After the guitar solo, there is just, there's a, there's a guitar line mixed with a vocal line that it's just like, yep, you guys just did that. It's awesome. I nice. feel like that album and the Fiona Apple album came out like the perfect time. Yeah. Oh, the, like everybody's listening to them. The and, fetch the bolt cutters. Yeah. Album. <laughs> I would like to stand alone and saying that I listened like 12 seconds of that Fiona Apple album. And I was like, Nope. Oh yeah, you don't have I, to I like it. Like, I was like, sir. I guess I don't. Doesn't make wow. sense to me. This sure sounds like Pitchfork would give it a ten. Next, <laughs> some things that Pitchfork give a ten are good though. Like my beautiful yeah. dark twisted fantasy Thank, is a fantastic. Fair. Thank you, Cody. No, Cody is reasonable. He's not a gatekeeper. Logan is Logan such a on gatekeeper. The other side. <laughs> Holy I'm gonna start frick. gatekeeping yes, just to like really oh, throw off Surge my expectations. Vex? Vex? What was that? Surge Hex. Surge, Surge Hex. Hex. Remember, if you don't listen to artists that have less than 100 plays on Spotify, you aren't a true music fan. Just, just real quick, that out there. Hey, Logan, real quick, I yeah. just want you to say into that microphone how many monthly listeners Oliver Francis has. <laughs> 800,000. Oh, check, <laughs> check again, kiddo. It's 1.2 million. What? I crap you that's, not. That's wow. 150% I don't know, of your initial. You're, you're a little bit of a trendsetter there. I think it's about time to jump for a on while. That, on that train. For a while, he was like feeding his whole family with one song. So oh, yeah. I'm actually kind of glad for him. Nope, I'm wrong. It is 800,000. <laughs> Never mind. Your initial I, estimate was right. So, you, you got uh, me, dog. You can't make fun of Logan next episode. Is that what I mean? Is that, <laughs> you nobody that can make yeah. fun of me for being right. pretentious yeah, no, next episode? Guys, <laughs> next episode, no making fun of Logan. I'm going to bring something he, that's real pretentious so we can shift the table. You you earned it, bro. I screwed that. I, I was looking at his thing and I must have hit the back arrow and looked at a different one. You got me. I screwed it up. That would have been funny, though. <laughs> I'm waiting for the day when he breaks one mil. <laughs> All right, Nilix. Um, yeah, we're glad to be back. And we hope you're having fun too, taking care of yourself and uh, doing what you can to keep your sanity. Sarah Borellis.